How long did you try it? Man, shoot. Every, every bit of about, let me see, I did that stuff about three months, I think. Every day. It says that's how I changed. I gave ear gave mouth so that I was gonna, I was gonna change. So I did it three months straight. How long have you been living? Forty six years. So you want to change forty six years in three months? You want to change forty six years in two years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tony Fleming, this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Mindset Call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern. We talk about mindset, we talk about leadership, talk about books, talk about life, talk about success, talk about failure. We talk about a lot of things on this call that go hand-in-hand in what you do on a daily basis. Let's jump right into it this morning. I actually grabbed the book off the bookshelf. The name of the book, so make sure I get this book out. I mean, get the names out every time I grab a book. Because sometimes I grab a book and just start talking, and then I don't get the name of the book, and people ask me, and then I go back, and I'm like, still don't know the name. So this one is called Beyond Positive Thinking by Arnold Fox, M.D. You know, I really don't read books by a lot of different M.D.s because they're kind of boring. Uh, but this one is one that I probably read three or four times. We've read this book over the years three or four times. Not lately uh, in the book club, but we've read it a few times. The part that I turn to is the hope is the future. I'm going to read from that and then maybe talk a little bit about it. Not maybe, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it as we go. It says, is it possible or it's possible in the midst of negativity, to fill your mind with positive thoughts. Now, this goes hand in hand in what we've been talking about for the last, you know, umpteen months, umpteen years, I, I would say, because I always talk about that you have to see yourself winning in life even when you're in a, pot, in a negative area of your life. You might be living in a bad area. You might be not making enough money. And this is me talking. I'm not reading now. You might be very frustrated with the income that you have coming in. And now we say to you, in order to get out of that mess, you have to see yourself out of that. You have to visualize yourself out of it. You have to, you know, think about your future and see where you're going and and see that more than where you are right now. And, you know, most people say, Tony, (laughs) you know how hard that is. I say, yeah. I say, I know it's hard. It takes work. But what he says here is, remember, we can't always change the factual reality, but we can control our interpretation of reality. We can't always change the factual reality, which is, in a bad neighborhood, bad job, no money coming in, frustration all around, but we can control our interpretation of that reality. See, being poor but happy, filled with the desire to succeed, sure beats being poor and miserable, filled with the feeling of failure. Ooh, 
say that again. Being poor but happy, filled with the desire to succeed, sure beats being poor and miserable, filled with the feeling of failure. Now, that feeling of success is so important. But just a few weeks ago, I flew back to Philadelphia to watch the New Year's Day parade, the Mummers parade, with these colorful floats, outrageous costume marches. Uh, it's thousands of people packing the streets, and it's great memories. As always, my old friend Herbie and I, never had a friend named Herbie, but I still hear that name all the time. Herbie and I wandered through the streets of our old neighborhood, it was great just to be back, although the neighborhood looked just as poor and more, and more run down than ever. We were taking pictures of our high school at our alma mater, Thomas Junior High School, when suddenly a basketball sailed over the fence and rolled to a stop at our feet. We tossed the ball back over the fence to the little group of boys, 10 or 12-year-olds, playing basketball in the schoolyard, and they asked who we were and why we were taking pictures. When I told them that Herbie and I had gone to their school, they wanted to know how long ago. We graduated in 1941, I said. Well, when was that, one boy asked. <laughs> Before your parents was born, I answered. Then another boy asked something interesting. Was this a badass school when you were here? They couldn't exactly define badass for me, but as we spoke, I learned that the little boys were very bit as grounded in factual reality as many as my young friends had been so many years ago. When I told them that I was a physician, they were incredulous. The idea that anybody from their badass neighborhood could make it out beyond belief was out beyond belief. Two generations have passed since I bounced the basketball in the same schoolyard. Today's kids are different then this was a different ethnic group, but they are just as poor as we were and just as certain that there is no hope for them. To be poor is unfortunate. To be certain that there is no hope is a disaster. Where you start is of no consequence. The future lies in hope. The future lies in your dreams and how wonderful things are. So he goes on and talks about, you know, dreaming and, seeing yourself in the future and seeing yourself successful even in that area of town, even in that school, even in the situation that you're in. He talks about dreaming up reality. He says he uses a quote by Epictetus that says, first say to yourself what you would be and then do what you have to do. First, say to yourself what you would be, and then do what you have to do. So see yourself where you want to be. See yourself the places that you want to be. Now, let's do what needs to happen to get there. So the question is, how can you develop that hope? You know, how can we teach ourselves to dream in the midst of hell? How do you do it? I guess that's the question of the day. How do you do that? 
people ask me, well, Tony, how do you change? How do you go about changing? Well, you know, I think it's only three ways, and this is my opinion. It could be other ways, but I think it's only three ways, and, and this came from your favorite book, the Bible, and it also came from my favorite part of the book, Proverbs. Eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate. Eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate. What's the mouth gate? Your tongue. The tongue is powerful. What do you say? What do you hear? What do you watch? What environment are you in? Eye gate. Ear gate, mouth gate. Yeah, Tony, but man, I know what you're talking about because I read that in that in one of those books called I think it was called Thinking Grow Rich or one of these one of those books out there. You know, I read that. Let me see, about five years ago, one of my friends had me read it. I liked it. It was a good book. I liked the things that uh, that guy talked about in the book. Yeah, and, 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 and Tony, I, I, you know, when I put that book down, I felt good. And I did a lot of things that he talked about in the book, and that was one of the things he talked about. Was, I don't know if he said it just that way, but it was eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate. So I started speaking, you know, good things and started listening to good things. I, you know, I turned the television off, stopped. A lot of that stuff. But it didn't work. That was five years ago. And I, you know, I tried this stuff. I mean, I, how old are you, man? 46. How long did you try it? Man, shoot. Every, every bit of about, let me see. I did that stuff about three months, I think. Every day. Every day. And you say, how old are you? 46. So the point of the three months was what? To change, you know, it says that's how I changed. I gave ear, gave mouth, and so that I was going to change. So I did it three months straight. Well, how long you been doing what you been doing? What do you mean? I mean, how long have you been living? 46 years. So you want to change 46 years in three months. You want to change 46 years in two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking of that song by back in the day, the Brothers Johnsons. <laughs> Get the funk out of my face. 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 You don't like my music. You don't have to use it. 
beginning is a thing that. <laughs> that's how you. That's how people sound. And and that's what we do. And we'll give it a shot for three months, two years, six, you know, six and a half months, and then we back to I gate, watching all the crazy stuff. Ear gate, listening to all the crazy stuff. Mouth gate, saying all the crazy stuff. And matter of fact, you get in a little circle of the didn't make it crew. You know the little didn't make it crew because those are the ones you ignore for a little while. So it didn't make it for you. Then you went back to them and say, yeah, you know what, man, you were right. And they like, yeah, you know I'm right. Come on in with us. We having a little beer-thon on Saturday when we watch the game, you know, drink as much beer as you want, hang out. Gonna be a few little honeys up in there. You can hang out with that. We ain't reading no books in there. Come on in and hang out, man. We got some stuff. Got some stuff planned on Sunday, too, you know. You know what? We kind of miss you, man. We, we, <laughs> if you, if you, if you read his mind or her mind, <laughs> if you could just see through them, they were thinking, when they said they miss you, they were thinking, Damn, we thought you really was going to make it. <laughs> you stuck with that thing for real. And we were thinking, oh, God, they're going to they gonna make it and make us look bad. They really going to make it and make us look bad. And, and you know, so so then on the inside, you can, you can read his mind or her mind and say, whew, Glad you didn't make it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on back with us. You know, come on. We, we, we. You know, we here. I know you is. <laughs> come on in. Join the party. Cause you fooled them for a minute. You, you like. You were consistent for a minute. You like. They thinking. Damn. But then you fell off. Gave it up. Gave up the ghost. Came right on back over there with him. Mm. Eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate. Here's a poem that says, Praise the dreamer who dreams of love. Love the dreamer who dreams of joy. Joy to the dreamer who dreams the dream. Tell the dreamer who dreams of good cheer. Cheer the dreamer who dreams of what can be. Joy to the dreamer who dreams the dream. Joy to the dreamer who dreams anew. Who dreams anew. I got little notes here on the side of my book here. You know, my handwritten notes. And you know what happens with those. <laughs> you know, I can't read my own hand right. What does it say? Hmm. Take the dreams I dream today to make possible reality tomorrow. I think that's what it says. In 
then it says traveling with clean shirts in my car. I don't get that one. I always told you I had a clean shirt. I would, you know, pressure from the cleaners I to keep in the car. I don't know why I have that written by that note. Hmm. Interesting. Can't figure that one out. But that's the question of the day, folks. That's uh that's the question. Um what do we need to do to protect the eye gate, the ear gate, and the mouth gate? Now, that's a simple answer to how do we change, how do we become successful, how do our life change. Just those simple things. Really those three things and, you know, changing your environment, the people that you're around. Watch what you say. Because the tongue is powerful. Check out what you're watching. It comes through your eyes. The beliefs that you, you know, become or the beliefs that you have. And it comes through your ears. In order to change those things, you must thank God, as, as Tony Robbins said, at the door of your mind. Thank God at the door of your eyes. Thank God at the door of your mouth. Thank God at the door of your ears. Yeah, but this movie everybody's watching out here, man, this thing is 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 off the chain. Like, you know, ten people get killed like in the first minute. And then those ten families left to live on their own and and three of them start, like, cheating on the other folks' wives or girlfriends, and they have some, they show some good sex in that thing, man. And then, you know, it's like uh, police come at the end and shoot them up, bang, bang. Got to watch that. Because everybody at the job talking about that movie. Got to let that come in my... I gate. Then you know I got to watch the news like I catch it at 6 and then I catch it at 10 right before I go to bed. The news is the last thing I watch before I go to sleep, Mr. Fleming. I ain't watching no crazy sitcom. I ain't watching none of that stuff that you're talking about. Everybody got to watch the news. We got we to gotta let all the, we got to see all the killings and murders and Folks rob each other and, and politicians lying and we got to see all of that. Thank God at your eye gate. See, that ain't going to affect me at all. I've been watching that all my life. It ain't affected me. It's <laughs> like Richard Pryor. Was it Richard Pryor? Somebody said. What do you say? Cocaine ain't. You will get hooked on no cocaine or something like that. I got friends been snoring cocaine for 20 years. They ain't hooked. <laughs> it wasn't weed. It was something like that. They ain't hooked. They've <laughs> been doing it for 20 years. 
Let that affect me, man. I got to know what's going on out here. Got to. Then all this, all this nice new music that's out here, man, all this stuff from, you know, Then I'd be listening to some of these, uh, you know, podcasts and, you know, people talking about what's going on out here in the world. And you got to hear all that, too, so you can know what to talk about in the job. You can't be sitting there like you. Look, for them six months, I tried to talk to them about their goals and their dreams, and I tried them. It's for real. I tried. People at the office, they kind of, they... When they saw me coming, they went the other way. <laughs> soon as I got to the water cooler, they went the other way. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Then when I slowly forgot to say all that stuff, and I hit the water cooler, and I told them, see, I told y'all the Miami Heat was going to win last night. I told y'all they were going to beat Boston. Oh, man, we had a great conversation. We sat there and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And I'm saying to myself, why did I even go on to you doing with your goals and dreams? I, 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 well, then I realized it came from the book. And so I was so fired up by the book, then I realized that I saying, most of the people, hey, they ain't doing that. So my question to you is, do you want to be like most of the people? Let's look at the statistics of most of the people. Let's look at the numbers of most of the people. Let's take a high number. Let's, I mean, that's, I'm going to give you, because the, the, the number is really about 93. I'm going to give you 90%. 90% of families in this country, husband and wife, make less than 100 grand a year. I'm going to give you 80%. Let's say that's say 80%. I'm going to give you 80. 80% of families, uh, two incomes, make less than 100 grand a year. Now, I'm not laughing at the 100 grand a year. I'm not laughing at people making it there. I'm laughing at how we try to justify stuff in our minds. So then people turn around and say, well, well money ain't everything. Well, I never said it was. I just said that when I went to the store, they asked for money. When I went to the gas station, they asked for money. When I go wherever I want to go, it seems like they asked for money, except for the park. But the park is from the tax money they take out of the check. So this thing is about money, 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 money. That's what it's about, but, you know, you want to say, no, nah, I ain't, ain't running behind no dollar, okay? But don't get up and go to work then. Stop going to work. Just stop. Nah, I got to go to work. Man don't work, man don't eat. <laughs> See, I laugh because we talk ourselves out of success. We talk ourselves out of doing things that you have to do to win. It really doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be... You could be real estate, you could be trading stocks, you could be uh, network marketing, you could be trading crypto, you could be 
selling cars. You can be all of that. But you still have to eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate. You still have to concern yourself what comes out your mouth, what, what do you listen to, and what do you hear. And you have to stay in that loop until it happens for you. And then once it happens for you, you really need to stay there. So you really have to change your whole environment to get to where we want to get to. Especially, I mean, not especially, but when we talk about changing your life financially, and you're talking about this is not this call is not for you to change your life spiritual. If you do, that's on you. That's good. That's what your pastor should be talking about. But he be talking about that money, don't he? I mean, <laughs> the Bible says. Money answers all things. Mm. All right, let's see what Preacher Man has to say this morning. We're going to wrap it up. Preacher Man says, change your environment totally is the only way. A lot of us need to change our numbers and our phones, tell our relatives, don't call me. <laughs> And I ain't going to say no more. <laughs> mm. I ain't going to say that one by, by, by Grant. <laughs> mm. Hang around people that, that's going to help you grow. Well, Tony, I don't have any of those. That's why I said get you a bookshelf. And put you some books on there. That's where that's where mine came from. When I didn't have anybody else, and even to this day, I still go to the bookshelf. Those people there, boy, different thought process than the Leroy. Call Leroy, you'd be wondering when you hang up. Now, why did I just call him? Why did I just call that fool? I know he ain't changed. I know he why. Why did I do that? Because we are conditioned and programmed and we operating like a robot and we do those things. And that's why we have to change our whole thinking, our whole world, and do it so consistently that eventually, eventually, we start rock, walking the right way as a robot. Now, here's the thing. A lot of y'all on here, y'all 50, 45, 55. And you're thinking in your mind, well, I don't know if I could do all that because, you know. But think about Colonel Sanders. How old was he, 63? You could go Google how many people made it in life who became successful, you know, after 50 or after 40 or after 30, whatever your age is, and you think you just go Google it. That's one thing the Internet can do. It'll pull up some stuff, and it'll show you people after people after people who became successful after that age that you think is too late. So you're like, I ain't trying to do all that. Well, put somebody on this on this call who does. That ain't going to help me. See, that's the problem right there. <laughs> You can't help yourself, and then you don't want to help nobody else. So now you're just like, you're stuck. You're on here like, I ain't about to do all that. And then I said, well, put somebody on that's younger that might do, but I ain't going to help me. 
about how that sounds. Find somebody that you know, younger person. Put them on the podcast. Put them on this call. Let them listen to it. See, because they're 28 now. They might, they might be, I know that's when I started changing my life. They might be willing to say, okay, I'm going to give this thing five or six years of just getting information and finding and, and doing my visualization, doing everything I need to do to change who I am as I start growing and going through that process. But see, a lot of y'all don't want to change, and you don't want to have nobody else change. And then you just like, you're just in a rut then. You're just sitting there. Because, see, I believe you can change. I don't care how old you are. You can start that process and stay consistent with it. But see, Tony, I'm in the house with Frank, and Frank ain't trying, <laughs> Frank ain't trying to do all that. Frank watching the game. Frank drinking a six-pack a night. He fall asleep on the sofa. So if I'm in there talking all up, well, do it in your room somewhere. Put a headset on, right? Stop blaming Frank. Frank don't want to change. You got to change. Remember Jerome said on that, on that clip? You got to change. You got to change. All right, folks, that's it today. All she wrote, pen, pencil, broke. Push it to the wall.